Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Welcome, everyone, to Game Over Calgary, following a Flames 2-1 loss to the hands at the Predators of Nashville. My name is Peter Klein, uh, riding solo with all of you fine party folks in the chat this evening. Uh, coming up on the show today, we will talk about an ever-present problem for the fl uh, Flames that, once again reared its ugly head. Uh, so we will be talking about that. Uh, we will also be discussing some good things that happened for the Flames and getting ready for a homestand for Calgary. So all that coming up, as always, you guys are going to be a very big part of the show. Uh, send the chats in uh, because there wasn't, this isn't the best, the most ringing endorsement for a program. And I'll have to talk about from that game, but we will discuss what we can from it and uh, take your questions in the chat as always. But first I do have to ask, think you know what way it's going to go? Uh, not if you are like a certain host of this show and took Flames Moneyline tonight. Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets, Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all the benefits, uh, sorry, join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That is sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. 19 years and older, please play responsibly. If this is an area uh, that you need some help or have some problems in we do have links in the show notes both here on youtube and on the podcast uh, for those listening later uh if this is an area that you need help we have the resources for you uh so flames lost very disappointing we're all quite sad about that uh calgary wraps up this road trip i believe two one and two is the mark for it which i said coming into this road trip you need seven points out of this one they got six. Um, I would love to come on here kicking and screaming and throwing an absolute temper tantrum um, and saying that this was an abysmal loss by the Calgary Flames and they couldn't possibly feel uh, good about themselves coming out of this th this one. It wasn't a great game, but I mean, I... I I view this one as more what Nashville did right more than what the Flames did wrong. Now, the problem is, if you are, again, something that I've talked about on these shows, if you are the team that you say you are, it shouldn't matter what Nashville does, but that is a quality hockey team over there, um, and they played quite well. The issue I am having with this team, and I pulled up Natural Stat Trick to start this one here. Um, the, the Flames, like, overall, 5-on-5, five five, uh, their, their core C4 was 43%. So... Any shots were, um, were not, like, any of these numbers are not going to go in the Flames' way. But high danger chances for the Calgary Flames, according to Natural Stat Trick, 15 to 4 in the advantage of the Nashville Predators. And the Preds got off to the good start with 8 2 in the first period. And that is um, friend of the program, Robert Munich, said on uh, Twitter that the Flames look every bit like a team that just had two nights in Nashville. And yeah, 100% that this was a Flames team that enjoyed themselves in Nashville, it seemed. Kind of looked like that against Chicago, too, right? Like, maybe, I don't want to say there's a focus issue, because every team does this kind of thing. But they they came out flat. They, they absolutely came out flat in this game. The number, though, to me, that is more concerning for the Flames is high, da high danger chances in the third period were 2-0. A, boy, did it feel like it. That... Low event hockey for this one. And oh, the Flames had 37 shots. Don't care. Don't care that the Flames had 37 shots. Um, that that was... Look, they, they just... They did not play well. Um, I They didn't play well in almost blowing that lead against the Dallas Stars. I thought they played pretty well the last time I talked to you against the St. Louis Blues. This was not a great Flames performance. I don't know how indicative uh, it is about anything else. It's just they... 
they were the second best team on this night. But the, the main issue that keeps creeping up is not enough high danger chances for this Calgary Flames team. Like, it's just, it's it's not close enough at all um, for, for Calgary right now. And look, they get a, a just a boatload of shots all the time. Boy, do they shoot. Do any of them come from high danger areas? Eh, not particularly. But boy, do the Flames love to shoot the freaking puck. Um, it's, I, I don't understand what the strategy is. Like, um, it was Julian who pointed out on, on Twitter tonight, like, look what the National Predators did. Threw the puck on goal, got traffic in front, created some chaos, and look how it worked. Um, the, the Flames put the puck on goal, and then it's just kind of there. Their retrieval is fine, so they get to put the puck on goal a bunch more, but they, they don't, they, there's very little danger in the, the Flames. I'm trying to look up here real quick on natural stat trick. So high danger chance percentage. They're at 51% for the year. So not bad. Um, high danger chances for, it's actually, again, they're kind of right in the middle. They're at 405. The leader has 513 in the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, but the worst is 289 with Chicago Blackhawks. Good Lord. Uh, so the Flames are kind of mi middle of the pack right now in high danger chances for. Like there's just, there's not enough being created right now. And this is typically um, a criticism of Daryl Sutter hockey, right? Like, the, the, it's it, boy, they, they grind it out, but offense is, is kind of at a, a minimum, right? For the, the Flames now, there needs to be another step here because, and look, we, we talked about it a, a couple of times. Um, we've talked about it a number of times, actually, this season. I think this is on Huberto to start creating some of these chances. I think that that top line is doing pretty well, but I think they could create a, a little bit more and it sure would be nice to have a fourth line that would do that a little bit more. I thought the fourth line was fine tonight. Like, I don't think anyone played particularly well tonight. I don't know if anyone was particularly offensive in how poorly they played either. That This was just... This was just a blah night for the Flames. Coming off of a road trip that had a couple of ones, but had a couple of big wins that helped salvage it for you, right? So... Overall, they came into this road trip as the first wildcard team in the Western Conference, and they are exiting this road trip as the first wildcard team in the Western Conference. So I, I think bigger tests are ahead. This game, the the, the frustrating thing too, and I, I'm probably saying that a bunch tonight, this game felt like it was there for the taking. Like, I do think Nashville played well. Not so well that you it was insurmountable by any stretch of the imagination, right? Like the, the flames, the flames could have, and probably should have won this game. Um, it, it's just, they're not creating nearly enough right now. And going back to that, uh, crashing the net and creating opportunities off of it. You look how they almost tied the game up with uh, a shot on goal that bounces in off of Tyler DeFoley. Now it bounced in off of his foot that was doing a kicking motion, which is still frowned upon in the national hockey league. But you're getting traffic in front and you're getting bodies there. Like it, it's one thing to get the shots, but the long shots probably aren't going in. Rebounds are going to be there and the, the flames just aren't taking advantage of them. We have a few people in the chat here. Let's share this stream so we can get more people in talking about a flames loss, loss against the Nashville Predators. Let's uh, take a look here at the chat here for the first time. Um, Matt with a insert goalie name here. Had a season best game against the Calgary Flames. Yes, the Flames are really good at bolstering other goalie save percentages. Jake Allen is going to get traded to a nice team because of uh, the 47 save performance he had against the Flames this season. You're right though, like this is this is what this Flames team does and it's been this way for a bit. They, they put shots on goal and you can say, oh well, they outshot him a whole bunch, but you did nothing with them. Um, at some point it just looks like you kind 
kind of suck at shooting, right? <laughs> like, um, but there's just not not enough going on right now. Uh, Anderson, keep your stick on the ice. It shouldn't be a penalty when a guy skates into the blade of your stick at waist height, but damn, wouldn't happen if uh, it was on the ice. That was so dumb. And not like, look, not the call. I, I think it is high sticking. Like it, it is be in control of your stick. Don't have the stick there for a guy to, to skate into. It, it's just, it's pointless. It's dumb. And it ends up costing the flames on a, a five on three and a great opportunity. Now the four on three is the best power plays looked in a while. Um, They had a couple power play goals against Dallas. And it does feel like, again, that power play is starting to click a little bit more. But that was, that was just, oh, that was bad. That, and that was, I don't want to say turning point in the game because they weren't playing very well anyway, but that, that was a moment where the Flames could have maybe built a bit more momentum than they did. Uh, Left-handed Penman, again, we played really badly in our own zone tonight, especially in the first two periods. Didn't even come to light, uh, life until the last 15 minutes. Yeah, and then again, um, to, to point it out, because yeah, I do, like, that's the, the weird thing. I do think that the, the final 15 minutes of the game were the Flames' best, and they got a grand total of none high-danger chances. Like, just zip. Zero. Nada. They had the puck a bunch, which is great. They didn't do anything with, with it, which sucks. And that's that's the flames in, in games where they tend to struggle a little bit. Like, it's just, there needs to be more creation. And this is kind of a, a roundabout way, and Conrad is going to, to appreciate this. I'm pretty sure there is a... Ah, yes, Lucic to the, the press box. There we go. From Conrad this evening. Uh, Sutter out. That's not going to happen. Um, maybe it should, but it's it's not. Uh, Lucic to the press box looked less than useless tonight, but I'm just a broken record. At this point, like, it's, this game was not Lucic's fault, but again, it sure would be nice if your top six had six top six forwards in it, right? Like, you're, you're playing with five, um, and that is, again, kind of playing with one hand tied behind your back. Manjapani, I think, has kind of figured things out. He, and I know it was brought up in the chat when I, I suggested this last time, that Manjapani with Kadri didn't go great in the last game, but for the Flames... I think, like, I would rather Manjapani up there than Lucic at this point. I think that would help create things uh, a little bit more. You put Manjapani down there. You put, like, say, a Ruzichka on that third line, and then whichever AHL guy moves into the middle is is whatever. But for Lucic this evening, uh, Corsi 4 percentage of 35%. So that um, when, when you're kind of aiming for above 50 is not necessarily ideal. Uh, let's see, what else did Milan Lucic do in this game tonight? This kind of feels like piling on. Um, expected goals, four percentage was at 24%, so that's bad. Uh, high danger chances, there probably wasn't anything out there for him uh, this evening. Like, they're, they're just, hey, there wasn't a whole lot in this game. Um, but Lucic and that line, it just, it's not contributing anything right now um or at least in this game like that they have in the past i'm being hyperbolic here they, they have contributed a little bit but it is time to get someone who actually deserves to be on that line and someone who can elevate them if those guys are having an off night um but yeah once again we're going to keep the the chat going here as i try to find where my mouth, mouth was uh let's like this video let's subscribe to the channel and let's share this so we can keep the, this conversation going here for uh, a little bit I do want to point out one positive tonight, and that is the play of Jacob Markstrom. I think that Markstrom had uh, a really good night, and like you look at, uh, once again, high danger chances in that first period were 8-2, to two, I believe I, I said the number was. Yeah, 8-2. to two. Markstrom was there for most of them, and the two goals that go in, one bounces in off of your own guy, one is the 18th crack at it when you had two forwards back at the end of a power play. 
none of this is on Jacob Markstrom tonight. That was the bounce back game that he needed. And hey, would you look at that? He played well after getting a couple of days rest. It is almost as if I almost kind of know what I'm talking about. And you give the guy a bit of a breather, he's going to come back and look refreshed. I would go back with him for the game against uh, Colorado. Maybe you give Ladar the lightning game, and then you go back with Markstrom against Johnny Gaudreau and the Columbus Blue Jackets next Monday at Scotiabank Saddledome. That might be how I kind of play it out a little bit. I just think it's... I don't want to say it's easy, but I think there's a way you can space things out to give these guys the break that they need. But Markstrom tonight was everything that... Um, everything that they wanted and everything that they needed this Flames team to, to be because they were buried in this game and it didn't go very well. Uh, or it could have gone not very well, except Markstrom was there to make big save after big save and keep what was just a... A Flames team that just had nothing all night, or most of the night anyway. He kept the Flames in it. This one could have got out of hand very, very quickly. This could have had a lot of people who were on the fence about it anyway, flipping over to an NFL game where a kicker can't make an extra point. Um, that this, like, this one could have been over early, but Markstrom was there to stay strong. And the only way the Flames are going to get to where they want to get to is both goalies playing to the peak of their powers. How can you get that? By having like actual rest for these guys during the regular season. If the Flames are going to go on a run to the Stanley Cup final, with all due respect, it probably isn't going to be Dan Vladar. It just probably isn't. Like the the odds are it's probably going to be Markstrom. Vladar has to play well during the regular season to get them there, but it is this team in the playoffs is going to go as far as Markstrom can kind of get them there, right? So Getting him right and keeping him rested, I think, is going to be key for the Flames in the, this next little stretch. And he was great tonight. Uh, Saros was good as well on the Nashville side. The Preds, I don't want to, I don't even know what to think of the Preds. Like, they're a team that I, I've kind of expected for a bit to just fall off and kind of blow things up. And they've hung around. They get just curb stomped in the playoffs by Colorado last year. But, like, they're just, they are there. And they are a team that makes you work. If you work as hard as them, you're probably going to beat them because they're not overly talented. But the the Preds are a good litmus test for, for where your work level is at. And tonight, Flames' work level wasn't there. And if it wasn't for their goalie, it really would have showed up on the scoreboard. Uh, a couple of, um, uh, a couple more here from the chat. Uh, at least the Okotoks Oilers are good. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, there's that. Yeah, this is just, this is just, uh, this was just a not great game for the Flames. Left-handed Penman, yes, the 24th power play in the league looked like it tonight. The annoying thing about the kick was that it was a deflection he followed uh, through on. Yeah, like, it, it was, he was trying to kick it to his stick to, to put it in, and he just missed it with his stick because there was a guy tangling him up there. Like, it's, it's not what the rule is intended for, but it is literally, um, it's literally not, a goal, you know, like it, it. It's the rule. It's just not the spirit of the rule. Is what I am trying to say. Conrad, uh, once again, as Audie said last night, there's a severe lack of shots that can lead to goals at all, uh, in all situations, right? Like it's it's putting the puck on net just to put the puck on net. And I get like when in doubt, just throw it on goal and see what happens. That that is fine. That can't be Plan A. There needs to be a couple of things you get to before it's just fuck it and shoot. That that it feels like instead of the break glass in case of emergency, that's just the plan, and that's that that's a problem. And it, it it's once again like. It's the, the same thing with the power play, where there's kind of some puck movement to the outside, but like, what are you going for? What is the, the goal here? Uh, obviously, the, the goal is to put the puck in the net, but for this Flames team, like, 
offensively, what are we working towards? What, what if everything works perfectly, if you are playing out there against five pylons, AKA the Vancouver Canucks, what <laughs> unnecessary drive-by, um, what does, what does this look like? What, what, what is the best case scenario? Uh, put the puck on goal, scramble for a rebound. Fine, you're putting the puck on goal, no one's there. You're retrieving it when the other team swipes it away into the corner, which is great, super duper, but you're not creating anything off of it at all. Like, um, I'm sure they have it in the, the games, I don't pay as close attention to it, but like, NHL 04, you could set what each line would do, right? Like, it was... Um, I forget, a couple of them were behind the net and crash the net. I, I think that one was called overload or something like that. That might have been a power play one, though. Not the point. The point is, like, at least with those, it was crash the net, so you'd shoot, and then everyone would swarm in kind of comically. Or behind the net, you, you would set up behind the net, and you'd have, like, kind of a cycle thing for a guy in front. The Flames is just like, I don't know. That seems to be the strategy right now for this offense. At least that's what it looks like when things aren't going all that well. Um, a couple more here from, uh, left-handed penman. Noah in the chat, uh, once again, friend of the show. I wonder what new excuse will, we will hear as to why Lucic should be on the second line. Yeah, I don't, if someone could explain it to me, that would be great. Cause I just, I don't, I don't see the point. It's not, well, it's working. Cause that's, that stopped being the case a few games ago. Left-handed penman once again. Oof, I did not need to hear that we're going up against Colorado and Tampa Bay next. Yeah, the good thing about that is uh, Colorado has struggled at times this season because everybody is hurt. Um, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning are still a really good hockey team though. So let's, oof. Uh, Jay Money, have we tried not sucking? I don't want this to get too down because again, like as fans, we do it all the time, right? Like we're, we're living the, the ebbs and flows and the roller coaster. Overall, this is a road trip the Flames got six points out of and that they come out of this road trip having beat some teams that were chasing them in the playoff race and thusly they are still in a playoff position as we speak. They are tied with the Edmonton Oilers for uh, the wild card spots right now. Four points up on the aforementioned Colorado Avalanche. Uh, also four points up on the St. Louis Blues. And with their win tonight, the Nashville Predators move to within five points of the Flames. And Nashville has two games in hand. A couple more from the chat here. Uh, left-handed penman, you can't kick at the goalie with knives, uh, with knife shoes, I'm cool with it. Oh, totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just, this one in particular isn't the spirit of it because he was a ways away and it just happened to be the last contact, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I'm going to err on the side of not sweet chin musicking a goalie with skates on. This felt like an AJHL game. How dare you, sir? That's insulting to AJHL games. Conrad, once again, saying, I feel like being a Flames and Calgary Canucks fan is that I'm Charlie and Grandpa walking into Willy Wonka's office. You get nothing. Good day, sir. Time to bring back Glenn Gallatin. Look, this team felt like it needed um, Glenn Gallatin throwing a stick into the crowd during practice, right? Like this, they, they needed some kind of wake up. And that's the frustration when, when you have guys like Lucic and Lewis out there. It's like, okay, that this is kind of like those wake-up call things. If you're not going to do it with the hockey, and Lord knows the hockeying wasn't going well tonight, go out there and hit something. Go crash, bang, boom, and try to wake... Excuse me, try to wake everyone up. Like, just do something to bring some life to this team. That There was just... There was just absolutely none of that. So overall, I, I said coming into this road trip that the Flames were going to need to get seven points for me to consider it a success. They get six. Um, there is a frustrating, mind-boggling loss to the Chicago Blackhawks in there. There is a frustrating lack of effort game that um, goes to overtime where they lose. There is a pretty good performance in there. There is a really good performance that turned terrifying. And now this game tonight, that was just blah. It's not... 
the like prettiest of road trips. I'm not coming out of this road trip being like, okay, flames are fixed. Bring on the avalanche on uh, whatever night that is, Wednesday night at the Dome. I'll be there. Come say hi to me if, you are, if you're at the game. But for the flames, like this was kind of just survive in advance, right? Like the old Jimmy V thing. This was a let's just move on. With this, they, they got through, they got two points in some of the games, they got one point in some of them, and one of them they didn't get any. And they're just moving on to the, the homestand. It, again, not ideal. You wish the Flames would have an easier time with teams like the National Predators, who are the third team outside of the playoffs, um, and the last team ahead of the Vancouver Canucks in the standings. You would like to think that the Flames would have an easier time with those teams, but... It's just that that's where the Flames are right now, that they just are not as talented as we thought they were. And our night, on nights where they get outworked, it shows up and does not really register very prominently for, uh, for this club. So now coming up, you have a, a four-game homestand for Calgary. And we just kind of ran through it there. But just to, to recap, and, and like left-handed penman said, the first two of these are going to sting a little bit. The last two are kind of all right. Uh, so you have Colorado coming up on Wednesday. It's a 7.30 start at the Dome. Saturday, an afternoon game against the Tampa Bay Lightning at 1 o'clock. Uh, and then Monday, the 23rd, the Columbus Blue Jackets are in town. Can't imagine what we'll talk about for that game. And then on Thursday, the Flames play the Chicago Blackhawks. First part of a back-to-back -back where they go Chicago and then try travel from Calgary to Seattle for uh, a back-to-back -back in what is a monster game. This game against Colorado is kind of a big one because like we just said, the Avalanche are four points back of the Flames. We are assuming at some point Colorado goes on a run. Either they get healthier or somehow they work some voodoo magic and are able to trade for Bo Horvat and fit him in the salary cap somehow. But this is, this is a strong, strong Colorado Avalanche team. And once again, it's where... Where are you as a Calgary Flames team? Those first couple of games, just on the surface, kind of feel like losses, don't they? Um, they, they feel like a couple teams that might be playing a bit better than the Flames. Although Colorado, like I said, just haven't been able to get out of first gear this year because of injuries. The Lightning are still a very good hockey team. The Flames are going to need to bring everything. If the Flames play like they did tonight against the Avalanche and the Lightning, they're going to lose those games by a combined score of 100-2. to two. It's just like you can't... You can't only get four high-danger chances in a game against Colorado. They might get four goals. Same thing goes for the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Flames need to bring it in, in those couple of matchups. But then you have two very winnable games against Columbus and Chicago. We know how that went a week ago. Um, yada, yada, yada. But you have to win those two games. For me, um, I think like a... <laughs> realistically, probably four points. Real good one, if you can squeak out a point against Colorado or Tampa Bay, that feels really good, doesn't it? So I think five points coming up on this next homestand for the Flames would be good before they head out east. You keep looking at the schedule, waiting for it to get easier, and there's two games against Philadelphia and Arizona in there that look kind of neat, but aside from that... Um, this is a tough schedule for a bit for the Flames. They are going to be challenged. And it, it's good that all this is happening. Like, you look at the schedule, brace yourselves. This is going to be brown, groundbreaking. I'm just going to list off a bunch of team names here. But th this is the schedule. We just went through those four. After Colorado, Tampa Bay, Columbus, Chicago, they have Seattle, uh, the Rangers, the Red Wings, Buffalo, and Ottawa. A couple of those teams, traditionally over the last few years, have been easy outs. But 
there isn't an easy out in any of those. Um, then it's back home for Detroit, the Rangers, Philadelphia. There's one easy game. Like I said, the Rangers for another one. But then it's the um, right after that, you go to Vegas and then Colorado. And then it's back home against Boston, Toronto, Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota. And then you get Anaheim, Ottawa, Arizona. This is a really, really difficult stretch for the Flames. There are some games in there where it doesn't seem all that intense, but th there's a lot of teams this year that are just kind of good. Like, if the Flames play like this against Buffalo, they're going to lose. They play like this against Ottawa, they're going to lose. They play like this against Detroit, they're going to lose. This is a Flames team that now needs to step up. Efforts like this cannot happen to this point. Um... I'm happy that this stretch is happening now leading up to the NHL's trade deadline. A couple, a few of those I actually listed were after the trade deadline. But you get my point. I'm happy that a stretch like this is coming up so we can see exactly what this Flames team is. And I don't think they're going to tear it down, but you can kind of see the areas where you aggressively need some help going forward. Left-handed Penman saying we did beat Colorado out of the gate, but that game felt like we uh, would have lost if they had five more minutes. Colorado, um... That first Colorado game, like it just, it didn't feel like they were all the way there. You're right with that one. Um, and it, it still felt like the the Flames, like you said, like five more minutes, maybe it doesn't go their way. But th this Flames team, uh, th sorry, this Avalanche team is beat up. And so Calgary, I think, should be able to get a couple of points off them in this one. You're right. But I just, uh, maybe I'm just jaded by how the Flames play tonight. And I was trying to say coming in, like this was just, yeah, it was whatever game. But the more I've talked about it, and the more I've looked at the numbers, and the more we've discussed, it it feels like a pretty shitty Calgary Flames performance. So as we've gone on, I'm getting more and more down on where this Flames team is at. Um, I think that's going to put a bow on it for this one. A little bit shorter one for me today. But like I said, like this, this was just a game, right? Like, and I'm not saying like in the grant, like I'm not trying to be meta here. Like it's just a game, man. I'm just saying like of all the Flames games this season, this was one of them. They, they, they didn't play particularly well. There was nothing overly offensive about how they played. Nashville played fine and they won. The goalie looked good. This wasn't just a game where you're kind of coming away with anything groundbreaking. A lot of the stuff that they did tonight is just reinforcing what we knew about them already, right? Lucic shouldn't be on the second line. You should maybe get more than four high-danger scoring chances in a game. Th these are what we've been talking about for the Flames, and it's just like all these old things keep popping up. Defensively, didn't didn't play phenomenally. Um, offensively, didn't look great. Lucic, playing more than he should be. Markstrom, really good. Like, it's just, it's, it just reinforced a bunch of different talking points for the Flames this evening. So, uh, hopefully it's a bit more positive when the Flames take on the Colorado Avalanche Wednesday night. That game is at 7.30. Immediately following that game, Audie James will have you covered here on Game Over. Once again, uh, shout out to Sports Interaction, and shout out to all of you in the chat one more time. Like this video if you haven't already. Share this video if you haven't already. Subscribe to the channel. If you haven't done that already, I mean, what are you even doing? There's so much great content here on the SDPN YouTube channel. If you're listening on podcast, thank you there. Uh, leave a review if you can. Subscribe, um, please. That would help us out a great deal. You can follow me on social media. I am at Primetime Klein, and I will talk to you all later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.